coming up. What an excellent day for pressure. Well, howdy, folks, and welcome to Minute 51 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Ooh. Okay, so our minute begins as Reagan is still getting that blood pressure cuff on. And it ends as a needle inches slowly towards her neck. Oh, my God. It's typical horror movie stuff here at The Exorcist. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun stuff. And this minute seems to stretch and last forever. Oh, my God. But yeah, like we said, uh, it starts out relatively tame, right? You got the nurse administering the uh, the blood pressure cuff and she's being super friendly, super calming and reassuring, right? Um, we tried to see which nurse this was because we know that one of the nurses in here is supposed to be Linda Blair's mom. Um, and you would think it would be like in this scene, right? To have your mom, you know, like with you in this scene. Um, but this isn't her and it's not our favorite nurse from before with the coffee filter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she... She's, she's not credited at all. Um, even Mr. What's-His-Name is credited, right? You know, mm-hmm. But this uh, specific nurse is nowhere to be found, right? What's-His-Name? I mean, you know, Bateson, that mm-hmm. guy. Um, but this white nurse with black hair, uh, I can only assume she's a real nurse because we have real radiologists in this scene as well. So like – and just like that's Friedkin's thing. He likes to right. put real people in this thing. Yeah, Friedkin and Blatty had um, observed procedures like this, right? And they were like, well, that's what we have to do, whatever this this real thing is. So then that, that's part of the reason why they hired real people in this scene. Yeah, right. All right. So now Bateson lays down what looks like this uh, this brown rubber sheet with like holes in it as, as he says, it's just for a short time. And Reagan lays back down onto that. Um, we're not supposed to know what that is, I don't think. Like normal, regular like movie – goers I don't, normal what is normal um but like like your average movie viewer is not supposed to know what that is right, right? i can't imagine anyone in the audience being like oh it's a, it's, it's that thing oh, right? yeah. for, for and, the and- cephalo <laughs> yeah pneumoencephalography yeah wait a, wait pneumoencephalography encephalograph it's photography so that part should be normal to us right pneumoencephalography Pneumo, like pneumonia. Right, like the chest. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Anyways, uh, normal people (laughs) watching at home also wouldn't necessarily be paying attention to um, Paul Bateson's hands, right? They wouldn't know he's a serial killer, but he has Mm. um, a lot of the uh, markings of his uh, his, – you know, belonging into the gay leather subculture. He has a, oh, yeah. a big leather band on. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it, it does feel like Friedkin and, and Blatty were just like, oh, yeah, this is exactly, you know, do exactly what you were. So, you know, we're not going to necessarily mess with your costume or anything like that. He's He's got a lot of rings on his hand, more rings than I would associate with a radiology nurse mm, or radiology right. technician. Yeah. You would almost think like, like, yeah, like, I, like is that a thing now like doctors like like we must have like at some point been like no rings no <laughs> no accessories while operating no no nothing right like yeah. just to be safe um i remember as a kid when i would watch like um florence griffith joiner and her cousin flojo and and oh jeepers there were, there were two cousins who were a big track stars um and one of them i think it was flojo and and not florence griffith joiner wait that is flojo oh god damn it hold on <laughs> Flojo and her cousin. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Oh, hold on. I'm going to find this. I'm sorry. 
And I'll practice saying pneumoencephalopathy. Oh, God damn it. Now I can't find it at all. Now I think now Wikipedia thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> Lawrence <laughs> Griffith Joyner related to... Oh, yes. Jackie Joyner Kersey, of course. This is, okay, why, well, this is why I'm so confused. Okay. So like Flo, Flo Joe, Florence Griffith Joyner and uh-huh. her cousin, Jackie Joyner Kersey. Right. Uh-huh. So, so I get them confused with similar names. Right. Um, but I think it was Jackie Joyner Kersey who would do these, you know, these these sprints that look he's moving so fast, like moving as fast as a cheetah. And she has all this jewelry on, you know, and even the kid was like, wouldn't you want to take some of this off? You yeah. know, is it sort of distracting. Is it? But like, no, you know, it, you know, it probably helps her. She's like, you know, oh, this is um, this is great for me, right? This is my, mm-hmm. my talismans, or this is my lucky charms, or this is who I am, right? I'm being myself on the, on the track. Right, but I was right. like, oh, you know, but even like a couple of ounces of, uh, of a chain or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, take yeah. it off, right? But you know, yeah. that's why, that's why, that's why she's Jackie Joyner Kersey and I am not. Right, there we go, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think she knows what she's doing, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so back at this minute, whatever this like weird rubber brown thing is, and however much we know or we don't know about it, like we see that it looks like maybe it's for catching some kind of liquid mm. that might be leaking out of somewhere, and our brain might be going, why is it under her head? Mm-hmm. Why is it under her neck? What's going on, right? And also just like the color, it's this weird industrial brown as if it's for something on your car rather than like on a person, right? Like we're changing Reagan's oil, right? Like the color yeah. makes it oddly disrespectful in some way, you know? Uh, that's probably not a bad analogy. I mean, um, you know, anyone who, who knows medicine more than, more than we do, yeah, we do take out some of Reagan's fluids in order to be replaced by other fluids in this right. procedure. Right. So yeah, it's kind of like yeah. an oil change. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> we went there, right? Speaking of which, okay. So like we then have this long bit where they got to like, pull down her shirt Mm -hmm. and then like tuck that blue sheet like like over and under her shirt again it like it looks like a bib Mm -hmm. and it looks like it's it's meant to catch something that might be shooting out uh like like a a, of a machine you're working on Mm -hmm. right like like you know and your brain goes well nothing shoots out of a person Mm -hmm. unless oh fuck Right. Like then you realize, oh, what's about to happen. Right. And and we're further turning this child into something that we're like working Mm -hmm. on, like a car or something. And and I guess like on that note, this is a good place to talk about um, that line I said I was going to save for optimum hating of Dr. Klein. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's there's a point in the book. I can't I can't remember exactly where uh, where Chris like opens up to Dr. Klein about how hard all of this is for her. Right. And, you know, having to see her daughter go through all of this. Right. And essentially trusting other people with her daughter's life right essentially leaving her in the hands of like these strangers who are working on her and klein completely missing the point tries to reassure her and says i feel the exact same way about my car (laughs) like what the fuck (laughs) is a pediatrician (laughs) he's a a pediatrician not just a doctor he's a pediatrician jesus christ all right (laughs) oh my god that's what they teach you at, at uh, pediatrician school. Yeah, children are cars. <laughs> children, children are, are just like are cars. just little cars. You just change yeah. your oil. You just change your oil. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. Sometimes they they come in with a flat tire and you you know, cracked windshield, whatever. You oh, know. Yeah, but yeah, th- this idea of like yeah, working on on you know like anticipating that uh, these things are going to start happening to her. Right. We're sort of right. laying this out. Right. And nothing is there to be comfortable for her. It's there no. to catch these terrible things that are going to happen. Yeah. That's like only like there's, there's only one way that this scene can go when you see, you know, the brown rubber thing being mm-hmm. laid down. And when you see like all of these, like um, 
like paper napkin bib things mm-hmm. being, you know, fastened to her. It's like, oh, okay, this is going to get messy. Ugh. Yeah. Later on, we see um, very thick brown gloves. <laughs> and yep. like, Ugh, why are they brown? Oh, again, oh, again you know, with the brown. Yeah, they're brown so that they they don't have to worry about them getting dirty with whatever's on the inside of your daughter. That's going to come out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. The way you phrase that. I mean, hey, you were saying that. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. I, the way we phrase that. It's just like, you know. It's, all, yeah, it's always more fun when you're the one doing it. Right. To yeah. hear someone else do it. Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and the ironic thing is like we're trying to be, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to be gentler by not saying blood, but right. like it just makes it sound so much more. Ugh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, Lester, you know, asked me what we should name some of the episodes, right? Because sometimes he has a really good one. Sometimes he doesn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was like, what about fluids? <laughs> what an excellent name for fluids. Unless, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> There's something about that word that, that yeah, yeah. you don't like hearing that. And also, we, we, we're going to get plenty of chances to name uh, future minutes. What's an, what oh, an excellent day for fluids. That's um, true. Yeah. So we might want to we want to keep that one in the chamber. Um, yeah, you know, we could just, do like an excellent day for fluids part two, an excellent yeah. day for needles part two. <laughs> <laughs> Redux. Yeah. Does anybody want a part two of needles and fluids? <laughs> well, you get them here on the right the in. Let us know. The, the, show and the, yeah, yeah. the Friedkin <laughs> show. You get double helping of fluids and, and uh, loud yeah. metal clanging. Yep. <laughs> fluids and loud metal clanging. Yeah. Oh, God. All right. Um, but yeah, so um, it, like in this minute, it looks like they're attaching these little uh, white pads to Reagan's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this from E.T. Like they had a lot of these like all oh, over yeah. E.T. and all mm-hmm. over Elliot, right? And I, I never – like when I was little, I always thought that they were like, there were like needles in those too. Oh, like, I always did too. I'm glad I'm not hmm. the only one who thought that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, those, those little white pads are covering up something sinister. Like that's a, <laughs> that's a needle going into that, that boy's or that girl's or that alien's that alien. you know, skin. Right. <laughs> right. And then when he rips them off, I'm like, no, don't do that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I always thought that too. That that's really interesting. Yeah. But I guess they're just sticky things. I think the white part is just the sticky part to hold in the metal part, which is the the part that um, actually reads things. So okay, those but are things going are, like inside. No, those are monitors. Okay. I think the white part is just to stick it to your skin. They're just the three M like sticky part, right? Okay. And then the, the right. metal part that we see is is what's actually the important one, right? Okay. And you could probably you know I don't know maybe in the old days before three M was everywhere you know you know what I mean three M like strips and mm-hmm. double sided stuff yeah they oh. probably had to like medical tape things on I oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Or put a na- put a nail in. <laughs> like we're oh, thinking. Jesus. <laughs> like we assume. Right. Nail right. In. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the nineteenth century medicine. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a podcast that I would recommend even though I've never gotten through a full episode mm. called Sawbones. Oh god. Which is which is about the yeah, the history of old timey medicine and, and mm. what you know what they were trying to do and what they thought they would do, you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they just saw saw stuff off with real saws that they would use in the barn. Yeah, I've never okay. gotten through a full episode. Hey. <laughs> but it's it's excellent. Today we're gonna talk about trepanning. Oh Yay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um they were that's where that's where they were, where they put holes in the skull, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was uh maybe it was on Sawbones or someplace else, but um I was reading about how how they have evidence of uh, what we would think is, you know, prehistoric man, like caveman uh, at times, you know, mm-hmm. modern humans, but, but you know, where we would not recognize those modern humans. Right, right. Where there's evidence that they had um, trepanned people and survived. And, that, you know, and it, even though it's like barbaric sounding, that that um, that, that might have been saving lives back, you know, 100,000 years ago. Right, um, right. Yeah, trepanning people to relieve the, the cranial pressure. Right. Wasn't that also used? I mean, like, you know, it's like thematically for this for this movie. Wasn't that also or am I misremembering like also as a way to like, you know, 
get the demon out of your head or something. Oh, like you're that? probably right because because mm-hmm. what it is it, right is is a swelling of the brain, which um, I'm sure turns people crazy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like we know that with fever, even like like fever turns us crazy, um, mm-hmm. and we start babbling and imagining things. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that was related, right? Like, oh, your brain is swelling, and you imagine that you're having conversations, right? You're having hallucinations. Um, right. Your behavior changes. Like our Reagan here, if we if we just had a medical solution for Reagan, the mm-hmm. lesions in her brain or the swelling in her brain are changing her personality. So yeah, right, right. So they might have accidentally, you know, they might have had a. Um, a folk or supernatural reason for trepanning people, but accidentally, you know, helping them in, you know, not the best way, but accidentally, right. and it's this byproduct, like relieving some of the medical pressure on their brain. Right. Yes. Mm. Wow. Interesting. Oh yeah. We should say we're not doctors. <laughs> no. Nope. And uh, th- don't take our advice, but certainly take this advice. Don't trepan people. No, definitely don't do that. <laughs> don't do it on your own. Yes. Don't. Don't, don't do it at all. Punch. Right. Don't do yeah, it don't, at don't all. Don't ever do it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let a doctor do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was like. Don't like get your parents' permission to Japan your friend. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> don't try this at home. Right. right? Don't try, don't try at this all. anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> God. Um, yeah. So attaching these, these little white pads, right. And the nurse says that she's doing fine again, you know, some adult reassurance, right. Um, Bateson says like, Oh, very sticky. Right. So, you know, we're back to making her feel safe, right. uh, making her feel comfortable with the nurse and the guy, uh, uh uh, Bateson, um, I actually like how they phrase these next few things in like a non-clinical way, specifically for her, right? Like very sticky, very cold and wet, right? Um, as if observing it for the first time, like we talked about in the last minute, right? Along with her to like reassure right. her. It's like, hey, this is weird, but like this is what we're doing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, like like saying this is very sticky, this is very cold, right? But doing it in, in this way, it's like, yep, it feels weird and and we know that too. And, you know, this is what's supposed to happen, so don't be alarmed, right? I wonder if that's kind of the unwritten contract between Friedkin and these non-actors that he's hired of like, mm. hey, you all are going to do the right thing and the movie is going to not judge you. Or is like Barton Heyman, who's playing Dr. Klein, and then later right. on we'll have a, an actor playing Dr. Dr. Tanny, right? right? It's like, well, you know, we need to have these scripted ways and that you're not helping Chris and you're not a good doctor, but you know, Oh, this, you all, the lady with the, um, with the coffee filter in her head, it's like, you all are good nurses or you're good, you're good radiologists. Yeah. Right. So, so already their, their bedside manner is their character, right? Right. Yeah. And so now, um, we got our other guy, Mr. Mustache and Glasses. Mm-hmm. I was going to call um, him Mr. Brown Gloves. Look at those gloves. Oh, Mr. Yeah, those brown gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he's the radiologist or, or uh, just another doctor. Maybe, um, he seems to be the main guy and Bateson is his, uh, assistant. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is the radiologist, right? Okay. Again, no yeah. credit for him anywhere. Um, nope. so, but, so we're, we're assuming it's the real radiologist that, um, Friedkin had talked about observing and wanting to put in the movie. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so this guy says that Reagan's going to feel something a little cold and wet. And again, right. The reassurance, right. You're going to feel something out of the ordinary, but it's totally normal. Right. And so they swab this stuff on her. More brown, folks. Mm-hmm. Like if you weren't tired of brown already, like we got some more brown, right? Um, now it's looking like the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like we left. We left Dr. Klein's office of, of orange and brown and blue, and uh, you know it was looking. It was feeling a little bit too like uh, you know medical. We had to we had to throw in some brown. <laughs> yeah. Now we're back at the um, at the Hamburglar's house with his roommate Grimace in the eighties. Right. <laughs> Everything's disgustingly brown. This is how poor people live in the seventies. Brown, brown, brown. God. <laughs> I want all of my furniture to look like poop. Please. <laughs> Because it's going to get poop on there anyways, because we're poor. Right. <laughs> right. We don't have a maid, so there's going to be poop on our furniture. So let's you know, not hide that anything. crazy 70s lifestyle even, you know? <laughs> right. 
It's going to be poop somewhere. At our key parties. Yeah, we get a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of poop on everything. <laughs> <laughs> this whole place. <laughs> uh, oh, God. No wonder Reagan's throwing up. Like, jeez. Now, I'm assuming this is iodine. I don't really know the procedures. It's got to be, right? right? Like, it has to be iodine, I'm, I would imagine, right? So what is iodine for? Do you know? I guess we should have looked I, this up beforehand. Yeah, we should have looked this up before. You just mentioned iodine, and I was like, oh, of course, that's what it is. Um, so I, I, guess it's, I guess they're using it as a, as a disinfectant, I suppose. It's got it. Yeah, right. I don't know if we I don't know if we use iodine as much. I remember it a lot at medical procedures when I was a kid. And mm-hmm. I like I have that smell, you know, in, in my memory of what iodine smells like when it's applied to you. But now that I think about it, I don't know the last time that's happened to me that I've noticed. Yeah, it says iodine is a chemical element with the symbol I and the I don't care <laughs> oh, about that. <laughs> The heaviest of sa- stable halogens. I don't. Oh, what? thank you. <laughs> Iodine used for. Well, are, yeah, was that on Wikipedia? It was just Google. Oh, um, um, iodine think, is a mineral I think found. There's some in- some hack where you can like Google um, science explanations for kids. Oh, and you okay. Can just be so that so that they're like, okay, let's get to. We're not, Explain to me like I'm five. Yeah, yeah, we're not here as scientists. We're here as like I have a bottle of iodine at home. Should I drink it? Right. right? Like, what is this? Well, iodine is a mineral found in some foods. <laughs> the body needs iodine. Don't listen to Google. Jeez. <laughs> to make thyroid hormones. These hormones control the body's metabolism and many other important functions. Yeah, it sounds like it. it yeah. Folks, don't drink iodine, please. <laughs> At the Wikipedia for iodine, okay. <laughs> there's a map of, uh, of the country of France. And it has all these bar charts. (laughs) Here's a picture I'm showing you. (laughs) Lester can't see it. You can't see it. Only I can see it. And it has pictures of regions of France and some have higher blue bars than other ones. And uh, so I have not read any of the text. I've just drawn to this picture, which is how I read Wikipedia. Just go Uh to the pictures first. (laughs) Comparison of the iodine content in urine in France (laughs) for some region departments. For for some reason... (laughs) Like if you live in um, if you live in Lyon, France, your iodine in your urine is very low, and if you live in Cayenne, uh, up in the north, it's off the charts high. And I don't know what that's talking about, but just wow. so you know, if anyone's listening to us from Ile de France, um, your iodine level is eighty six micrograms a day in your urine. Just so you're aware. Yeah, just just be aware of that, folks. <laughs> Anyways, they're rubbing her with something gross. Yeah. Oh, I think I found it. I oh, think I found oh, good, it. Okay. Good, good. So it says. Strong iodine is used to treat overactive thyroid iodine deficiency and to protect the thyroid gland from the effects of radiation. From oh. radio, yeah. So maybe that's what this is. Is like because oh, right. they're, they're mm-hmm. going to use radiation on her right. in just a second, and that's that's like whereabouts your thyroid is. Hang on, right? Guys. That's right. Thyroid locate. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. Again, so again, we're we're so not doctors that we're googling medical information out while we're live on the air. So yes, yeah, don't right. take anything that we're saying without consulting. A no, 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 no. Can you imagine us like in in the operating room? We got our little we got our little phones out. It was like iodine, the thigh bones connected to the. I saw a tweet once that I don't know if it was just completely made up, but but this lady was like, I I got into my doctor's office. I saw him on the Wikipedia page for bones, and he closed his laptop really fast when I came in. <laughs> See, that would be that would be a thing that I would do as a doctor as a joke. Right, right. <laughs> I would be it's like it's like how to perform brain surgery. And I would I would like 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 turn it so that it's like near like the door so that when uh you know somebody comes in they can clearly read it, you know. And then I'm just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
Yes, nurse. Uh, are we ready oh, for the operation? Okay, ready for the operation on the bones. On the bones. <laughs> which are made of calcium yes. <laughs> encasing uh, marrow. <laughs> There's about two, um, a lot of them in the human body. <laughs> I just look look really quickly down at the palm of my hand. There's like mm, 250. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I don't know. So we'll get back to Reagan in a second. But like, um, <laughs> I, I do Google, um, you know, my symptoms and stuff to see what's going on. I, I oh, never do that. I I don't know. I, I I pretend that it's helpful to me to sort of understand and anticipate or whatever. My boyfriend he has the opposite. He's like, don't. You're just gonna turn yourself neurotic, right? You're just mm-hmm. gonna imagine that you have you know the worst possible thing right because yeah. you're not a doctor but um for me it is reassuring to sort of like google everything they're saying and when i get like a medication or even like an antibiotic or whatever that, that's temporary i'll still like look everything i can about that and you know i have no medical training so i don't know how useful it is but um it's sometimes i just, I just read an article and like, i don't know what this is saying but um but yeah so you're the opposite right you're you're like don't don't google anything well no no i do i still do um <laughs> I can't help it. Right. You um, just know it's not. not, not I just, right. yeah. It, like, but I always come away like feeling even worse than, <laughs> than, than when I did. It's like, it's like, oh, I wonder what this, um, you know, what this dryness in the back of my throat is. And it's like, <laughs> it means that you're going to die. Of course it does. Right. <laughs> uh, Jeez. Ray Romano has this bit about getting older uh-huh. and, and he's like, oh, you know, there's this pain in my, in my side, or there's this weird lump, you know, on this side of my body or whatever. And then, and he learned that, that what you should do now is like, try to find one on the other side. <laughs> So it's like, oh, oh, it's okay, honey. There's one on the other side. I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a terrible Ray Romano. That was, I made him sound like a normal person when I showed him. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. All right, it's symmetrical. Deborah. Oh. Deborah. Deborah. <laughs> all right, we're going to operate on this girl. Oh, my God, all this fluid. Oh, she's got so many bones. All these things shooting out of her. Oh, geez. Now, um, God. We did a bunch of talk on bones, and we don't know how our audience responded to that yet because we're they're still not released. So, yeah, they might not like all of our bones. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta we gotta stop <laughs> talking about the bones. Yeah, all right, yeah, okay. So, and and there's a point here where like the reassurances stop being effective. Right. Do you notice mm-hmm, that? Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Like it's right around here. I think where like up to this point, they've been like calm and reassuring and, and we, the audience are like, okay, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. And the tone doesn't necessarily change. Mm-hmm. Actually that, that makes it even more disturbing that right. the tone doesn't change, but the stuff that's happening does. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we're going to see, we're like, I'm no longer calm. These words are ringing false right now. Yeah, it might it might be getting slapped with that iodine, which again, I, I don't know if that's something that we do less and less or, or what have you, but I remember that as a kid just being incredibly unpleasant. It, it's mm-hmm. it's sticky. It's runny. It, it's runny, but still feels syrupy. Yeah. And it has a very strong smell that is very medical. And, and um, yeah, it's very unpleasant. So yeah. How is it allowed to be both things, <laughs> runny and sticky? Right. No, 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 no. Like no. that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, so I mean that that's where <laughs> that's where it starts for me is is like yeah that that smacking smacking me in the neck with this iodine. Ugh. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so like yeah, right around here with the shot of this <laughs> shot, um, mm-hmm. we get a close up on this very large needle. Um, mm-hmm. and the requisite Hollywood, you know, squirt, uh, to show us that, yes, there is stuff inside it. Um, and these gloves, mm-hmm. Kenan, like you were talking yeah. about, like, again, with the brown, these, these things could have been white, they could have been blue, but they're 
brown. Like almost they're as if, reusable or something. Yeah. Ooh. Like almost as if they're like like already covered in the stuff that we're like yeah. administering on Reagan's neck. That's what it feels like to me. So I don't again, I don't know what these gloves are for or if they are reusable or, or what have you. But yeah, it's like they're gonna get covered with iodine already, so just make them the color of iodine, right? Just mm. make them that sticky brown color so we don't yeah. worry about it, right? Well, th- in that case, Keenan, like let's make like all of Reagan's like like blankets that are over her. Let's just make them all red. <laughs> Because that's what's going to happen. Oh, God. <laughs> Why not? If we're, if we're matching colors here. When, I, just... when I was a kid, uh-huh. oh, I have this Jay, this Jay Leno flashback. Everyone, I don't I don't like Jay Leno as the host of The Tonight Show, mm. but I watched so much of it as a kid that every once in a while I get these like Jay Leno flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you hear, about, you hear about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's talking with – it's a formative moment in my life now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. He's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, and Jamie Lee okay. Curtis is so – this must have been True Lies, I guess, or 1994, okay. I suppose. All right. Because I guess now they think about it, all my other Jay Leno memories are about 1994 mm-hmm. movies, like The Lion King. So mm-hmm. so he's talking to Jamie Lee Curtis, and she's, she's talking about how um, you know it's important to her to wake up every morning and make her bed and, and all of that, you know, and, to, oh, okay. and to, mm-hmm. to make her bed and get all clean. And he says, well, that I never understood, right? I mean, why, why make your bed? You're just going to just get into that night. You're just going to mess it up again. And it was at that moment, you know, the audience applauded with him. And she was like, oh, what? how terrible. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Jay Leno's right. <laughs> why, why would you ever make your bed? So I don't make my bed. And it's a, oh, really? oh, it's a I sense thought... of, um, yeah, it's, it's a source of some minor, um, minor disagreements around the house. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I thought. I thought you were on team Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. I, I, you would think I would be <laughs> just knowing who Jamie Lee Curtis is and how much uh-huh. I love her and how I don't really respect Jay Leno very much. And yeah, yeah. I was totally on team Leno. Interesting. But it's like, yeah, why? <laughs> Cause I just had this thought here as we're talking about these gloves. Really. Like, yeah, why don't we just paint the floor of this operating room red? <laughs> why don't we just install like a drain? <laughs> Why do we go through the trouble of cleaning it every day? <laughs> no, it really is like a car shop. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. But then I was like, why am I thinking that? I was like, oh, I know why. Yeah. Jay Leno. Yeah. Oh, Jay Leno. Okay. <laughs> now we got we the might... dancing Edos coming out. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, might, we, might, we might have found um, what compels us. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I make my bed. Oh, oh la dee da. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. So I'm Jay Leno in this situation. You're Jamie uh-huh. Lee Curtis, yeah. who is a, a genius and a class act. Why do you Thank why you. do you make your bed? Um you know what? Mm-hmm. It gives it's it's something that I can do. It's something that I can control. Mm-hmm. It's you know, like I don't know how good or how bad or how uh um shitty or how like a wonderful my the rest of my day is gonna be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much control I'm going to have mm-hmm. over like all the stuff that happens in the rest of my day. But one thing that I'm going to make goddamn sure that, you know, it's like I, I can do, it's like, I can make my fucking bed in the morning, but you know, well, I have two things, but why is a made bed better than an unmade bed? Like, why is that the supposition? Hmm. Um, and, uh-oh, <laughs> 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 gonna, this is the beginning of the downfall of Lester Clark. And now he's right. like, oh God, oh God, nothing matters. Um, and then for me, Lester was fired from his job <laughs> as a teacher. Um, he was disgraced and kicked out of, uh, out of Hollywood. He's canceled, uh, the exorcist minute and you can find him on a curb and Keenan drives up in a limo. He's like, Lester, what happened? 
<laughs> it all started when I stopped making my bed. You're right. I mean, stop stop using his turn signals. Stop recycling. Yeah. It's just one thing after every day. It's just a day. slippery slope. It's like I might as well just you know not even wear this seatbelt. <laughs> no, no, no. All of those things have have value. But why is a yes. made bed a better bed to be in? I don't. I don't think that hmm. it is. Um, I, I actually don't know. And then hmm. sorry. <laughs> and then my second part is I think I have the exact same reasoning that you make that bet is why I don't mm-hmm. make the bet. I'm like, exactly. I am in control of this. Like society, oh. whoever that is, big, <laughs> big made bed, you know, whatever corporate <laughs> giants want to make the bed, say you should have a made bed and I am in control of it. And I say, I am not going to make this bed because it's, I don't, it's less time I have to spend in the morning and less time I have to spend at night. I just go in the bed, I go under the blanket and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm good. Big brother is watching you <laughs> not make that bed. <laughs> And you're sticking it to him. You're like, not today, big brother. Not today. So anyways, I think it's good that they clean the floor of this radiology exam room yes. every day. Maybe twice a day. Maybe more than that. That's wonderful. But um, That's I, a very good thing. <laughs> I don't know about the bed. I have not been convinced. So. Yeah. Wow. We're gonna, I mean, like talking about beds. We're going to see a bed. Yes. Uh, you know, very, very soon. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So yeah. So back to just just the weird color choice of like all of this mm-hmm. stuff. Right? right. You know, and um you know, and these, these brown surgical gloves. Right. Um, and it makes me also think like, like there, there's something about how like super form fitting they are, mm-hmm. right? Like these, these, these gloves aren't fucking around. Right. right. Like these are like a grade higher than normal surgical gloves. Mm-hmm. Right. Which makes it even more alarming. It's like, what could you possibly need <laughs> these industrial, like Christopher Lloyd dipping a tune into <laughs> dip type gloves, you know, <laughs> for like, that's, that's what, what we need right now. Right. Ugh. So, but yeah, so now it moves out of frame, the shot, I mean, the, the, the needle moves out of frame and we got Chris and Dr. Klein and someone else sitting down at what looks like some, uh, some monitors. I'm I'm guessing he's also a radiologist. Yeah. Like he's, he's looking at it from behind the glass, right? Yeah, the technician. So he racked focus from the gloves to the square behind them that we haven't quite even been realizing is a, um, a window into the other room where people could be, right? Right, right. Um, and, you know, I'm guessing just like our nurse and like half the people mm-hmm. here, he's probably like a real technician. Yeah, I imagine so, right? Yeah. But yeah, w- we got Klein looking normal in his, you know, Dr. Klein suit, um, his white shirt and his red tie and, you know, the like little white lab coat. Uh, but then we got Chris. Um, Keenan, do you see what she's wearing here? My guess is that like it's one of those like radiation suits. Oh, that's interesting. Like, like here, you need to wear this to to be in here, which is always disconcerting. Like if I got to wear this, why is my daughter like half naked on the bed? Right. right. Like that's the classic, classic joke of like the doctor standing behind the industrial, like lead, bl- <laughs> uh, you know, blast shield while he does your x-rays. Right. Like, and you're just standing there like with no pants on. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. Like every stand-up comedian was like, like telling back in the eighties and nineties. Right. right. Because it was like disconcerting that like, you know, and it is a common fear that all of us had. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and the correct answer is that the, um, you know, you can you can survive one or two or three or four pictures that, but if they if they got it every day, dozens of them, right. Be, right, 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 yeah. So so that's the you know, that's the part we don't see is and that like they're yeah. doing this every day, and right? especially you know they they aren't the ones getting the pictures. So it's worth it you having that minor like minuscule, not even a risk risk, right? Um, right. To get a picture of your your shin bone, but like yeah, yeah. they get they're getting them 
they're getting blasts of radiation and they're not even getting a picture of their shin bones. Like, right, it's not right, even like, hey, yeah. let me slide in there while we're here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me put my, my ring finger's been feeling a little strained. I'm going to put that next yeah. to yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and so, yeah. So Chris and Dr. Klein are behind glass looking in. And actually, I was ready to say something about Dr. Klein here. I was, I was predisposed mm-hmm. to make some comment about his expression and how Chris looks concerned, but he looks all smug mm-hmm. and detached. But it's not that at all. Dr. Klein also looks genuinely concerned concerned right. here and it it took me aback right but then you know also i don't know the the position of his hand mm-hmm. belies this sort of like clinical detachment like he almost like might start drumming his fingers <laughs> like you, you know you know what i mean like yeah. like what do you think but really he's just sort of you know comfortable in this place and she's never been in this room before and he's been here a couple dozen times and you know has had talks you know talk to people in this room about you know the ball game that weekend or whatever right right um the shot's really interesting right so it is um we're we're outside where Mr. Brown Gloves Mustache Man was, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and he's moved out of the way, and then we see this window back there. And so the window is not straight flush with us. It has that that right. slant to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it has some some perspective where the right side of the window is slightly closer to us, but it also has this reflection of the um of of our side of the room yes. in it. So it, we see like a, a bank of of machinery or cabinets or something. So mm-hmm. we see through the glass, and we also see what the glass is reflecting. And right. they're at complete odds with each other just shape-wise, right? It's like yes. we can see Chris and Dr. Klein and the other radiology tech and, and we can see their expressions, but they're like bisected with a bunch of like just gross, you know, lines and machinery and stuff. So yeah, it's really, yeah. really kind of, you know, not a, not a, not a comforting <laughs> shot. Of that, right? right. So, yeah. you know, whether we are feeling this from Reagan's perspective or feeling it from Chris's perspective, it, it's none of it's great, right? Where no, both no. sides of the, of the window are, are not having a good time here. Right. Nobody's having a good time here. No. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah. So like we got uh, Chris looking concerned, right? But it's a different type of concern from Klein, right? Ironically, Mm -hmm. it almost seems a little less intense, Mm -hmm. perhaps because she's a little like ignorant of the procedure, Mm -hmm. right? So there's a little bit of like a, a, of hope, a little bit of like trust and maybe even some curiosity Mm -hmm. mixed into like that look like, Ooh, this looks big and scary, but the doctors must know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder what this is. I wonder what that thing is. Um, and then our guy, uh, sitting our technician, like we got to talk about him. His expression is like the punchline to this joke. Mm -hmm. We got like the one, two, three, we got Klein, Mm -hmm. we got, um, uh, Chris and we got this guy and he's sitting down, right. We got a concerned Klein, right. Perhaps a little clinically invested. We got a meek trusting Chris. Mm -hmm. And then we got this guy who knows exactly what's in store for Reagan. And his face is like, Good luck. <laughs> yeah, he's seen it all, right? This is this is like so Klein comes into these kind of rooms, I don't know what, like once every couple of months, right? He's not yeah. the radiologist and maybe he doesn't always go with the parent to see this, right? He doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. have to all the time. Um right. so he's seen this enough times, but this this is what this radiology tech does all day, right? Right. Just constantly, yeah. constantly, constantly. So he might have seen a couple of these this morning, right? Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and yeah, again, we got them behind glass mm-hmm. with a reflection of like you were talking about, Keenan, like some tubes. Yeah, just what sort the hell of, like, is that? Yeah, hanging from the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. And, like it's it, and it's superimposed over them here. And like I, I tried to think, like, hmm, what's the visual thing mm-hmm. with these tubes? Right? It's interesting. We got them over each of the people. Right? right. We got them sort of bundled up and tied up over Klein and Chris, and then it makes this big arc, mm-hmm. like over the 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 guy, the technician, right? right? Almost almost like a wave pattern, like a readout mm-hmm. of of a monitor but like i can't think of anything beyond that other than like what you were talking about like it's just like all a, a jumbled mess messy right? yeah, yeah yeah it's chaotic um and you know so people who are new to films are like well that's just where the camera was and that's just where that's
that's just what this was, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, when you start to shoot films or, or, or watch people actually make films, you'll see that, well, there's there are an infinite number of places to put the camera here to get right. Chris and Dr. Klein, the technician's face. Um, and so all of them would have slightly different shapes, slightly different line to them. Um, and like, oh, well, that's where the Mr. Gloves, the radiologist was. Well, no, we could put him wherever. Um, right. We don't have to actually match that. So yeah, time and space don't really exist when you're making stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. So um, so you're using, oh, how do I say that? Maybe I should just say it the heady way that I, <laughs> I say it in mm-hmm. class, right? So you are taking a three-dimensional space and you are mm-hmm. turning it into a two-dimensional image to right. send to the audience who would then retranslate the two-dimensional image into a three-dimensional space in their heads. Yes. Yes. So I hope that makes sense <laughs> to people at home who maybe haven't tried to, to make a movie. Um, but it is... We're, we're, we're manipulating right. real time and real space right. to create movie time and movie space. That then creates the feeling of real time and real space in the audience. So Correct. it's really, yes. really trippy. Um David Fincher has this thing that he says that he's like, I, you know, talking, uh, he has a counterpoint to what I was saying, that there's an infinite amount of, of places the camera to be. He says, I don't really trust the idea. There's an infinite amount of ways to shoot the scene. I think there's really only two and one of them is wrong. You know, mm. that like, there's the best place to put this. So, um, so yeah. So like I was saying, like we could have put it all over the place and we could have gotten rid of these tubes and we could have had all sort of different lines, but this is the right place for it, you know, through yeah. the eyes of the filmmaker Friedkin yeah. and, and the cinematographer put- Owen Roseman. Right, right. Even if even if we had the the camera in the exact same location, uh-huh. there's no reason for these tubes to be here other than like freaking wants them to be here. Right. He, he, he was probably walking around with Owen Reisman, the cinematographer, and be like, "Oh, if we get it right here, look at the shape that we have. We got this reflection here. Great." Um, yeah. They can also. I don't know how prevalent it was back then, um, but there are also sprays you can put on windows to um, to help minimize, if not entirely remove, reflections. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and they, they use that a lot for like actors glasses. So I'm an actor who's usually cast and usually my um, my director wants me to keep my glasses because that's sort of mm-hmm. the look that I have. And it's hard for them to match me without them. And, you know, um, I don't know what I look like without. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right. So like so that's a concern all the time of like, oh, the reflections in my glasses. Um, and right. uh, and I was working with a director um who had just gotten off the movie where he was acting. And then he saw the movie and he kept noticing, he's trying to look at his own eyes in the movie and he kept seeing reflections of the camera guy and he could see the camera guy's um, sandals. Oh. <laughs> he's like, oh. So, so I was ribbing him a little like, oh, you see what happened up there? Are you, you going to do that to me, you know, in our, in our movie? And he was like, absolutely mm-hmm. not. I'm going to make sure that that will not happen to you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so they have sprays and things to help minimize the reflections. Ah, there we go. So anyways, right. that's all to say, like, this is wanted by the filmmaker. Precisely. This messiness, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, uh, from here, we cut and there's that needle again. Ugh, maybe we were talking about yeah. that window so much so we didn't have to talk about this needle. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we've been we've been like like distracting ourselves from what we gotta talk about here. Um so if this so if this episode runs a little long, um yeah. Actually, this this like string of episodes I've I've been finding like we've been we've been falling into a lot of traps and we've been running long on like a lot of little sidetracks because <laughs> we don't want to talk about the exorcist because yeah, it's bothersome. Because well, <laughs> <laughs> it talks about the deep dark nature of yeah. what it is to be a human <laughs> well i'm talking about like this medical stuff <laughs> right, right here, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah exactly you that's yeah. again this is one of the you know not even the 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 like the spiritual stuff the existential mm-hmm. stuff like one of the deep dark things that this movie taps into is that we are a bag of goo that is somehow yes. conscious and that if something is off by a little bit in an organ we've never heard of mm-hmm. it makes our parents sad you know like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. like it it, it it everything goes wrong right yeah in yeah. a pituitary gland what the hell is that right right in your like ilium some, who the fuck cares what that is but so i i never even met my ilium i've never had a drink with him 
and now suddenly <laughs> right. he's fucking me up. Right. Like, this is not fair. Yeah, I think um, – At least introduce yourself, my guy. <laughs> Yeah, your your Tinder profile is a quite right. quite misleading, <laughs> Mr. Ilium. <laughs> Sheesh. But um, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about that because we've talked when we started this season of of this podcast, right? About mm-hmm. the Exorcist, mm-hmm. uh, about how we've already sort of talked about this several times about how this sequence is the one that got people bothered the most, and they were running yes. out of the theater and they were fainting, and there were ambulances called to movie theaters, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And I've been thinking a lot about that, 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 you know, people talking about that recently have sort of said, like, it's interesting that that's not the supernatural existential stuff, right? Right. Um, which is true. It is interesting. But I think that when we're really looking at this, I've been thinking about that more about it's all of the same piece, like this fragile yes. nature of being. Precisely. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie, <laughs> this movie talks about um, like, like gives like an uncomfortable focus on what's inside you spiritually mm-hmm. and existentially. And then also just like what's inside you, right. like guts and blood and, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to like to what you were saying, Keenan, and I, I want to explore this like a little bit further, like when our demon makes Reagan like do all of these mm-hmm. like really gross things and everything like that. There is um, – there's something to be said about like this demon's type of attacks mm-hmm. that they all have to do with like the animal nature of human beings and just how gross human beings can be, right? Like mm-hmm. we forget about that, like that this demon could, you know, like, you know, crawl on the ceiling and spit fire mm-hmm. and and do all of these other demonic things, but he's focusing on the human body and the human condition and, and the human like like animal mm-hmm. in this in this way that I think is very, very important. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit later. Great. But yeah, so yeah, we got again, we got that needle. And now we follow it as it lowers into Reagan's neck. And again, Ugh. I was ready for the goddamn thing to go into Linda Blair's neck. <laughs> but on closer inspection, eh, maybe this is what's gonna get me through this. <laughs> um we see we see the tip of the needle sort of disappears behind mm-hmm. her neck and it stops. Trickery. And you know, Linda Blair makes a face as if it's as if it's really going into her. Okay, so Keenan, I like I'm I'm admitting that I'm that I'm really really ignorant here, uh, but but maybe this will also like help uh, some some other listeners and some other moviegoers. Uh-huh. All of this is fake, correct? It's all fake, right? The okay. needles are all fake as we start to look at it again. Okay, you know it's all through the editing, it's all through performance, and I think sound helps a lot here, mm-hmm. where we're tricking us into thinking it right. So we were talking about space, and so yeah, it's similar to the last time we saw a needle, mm-hmm. and the needle is going behind her neck, but it sure looks like it's going in her neck. It. Sure does. And it's perfectly yeah. matched. So I don't know if I don't know the specifics of how they would do this, but you might in this shot, right? You're watching. You're watching um, from a viewpoint relatively close to the camera, and so the mm-hmm. assistant director or Friedkin himself would be able to cue uh, Linda Blair, right? Because we could say things we're not going to include right. in in the in the final cut and say Linda mm-hmm. or you know action Linda or something like that. Or right. a needle or, or give some kind of cue so that Linda Blair knows when she's supposed to start reacting to it. Right. 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 And it's just seamless. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and like what does that say about uh like like this movie where like we're watching we're watching the later stuff, right? And it's it's all very good and very realistic, right? Like when when you know she's like full on, you know, demon mode, but we look at that and we're like, wow, like what what amazing special effects and like it looks so real. And then we're watching this stuff and we're like 
wow, it looks so real. Uh, like, like, uh, it's, it's like, I can't, I can't eat popcorn and watch this. Like, <laughs> and again, discounting her acting because it feels so grounded right. and real. So we're not really noticing the acting. We're just like, oh, right. they're just really sticking needles in this girl. That must be what's yeah. going on, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, like, I've heard the exorcist, like, has, like, a, a history. This must be part of it, that they actually did this procedure. But no. Um, it, it, speaking of, like, um, you know, the knife going in, in, like, Psycho, the shower scene mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Jamie Lee Curtis's mother, um, Janet Lee, right? Right, right. Um, there are, I, I show that every year in my class, mm-hmm. my intro class to the film students. And, mm-hmm. you know, it really, really looks like the knife is going in. And again, in 1960, when that was, when that was um, coming out, you didn't have the, the ability to go and see the movie on VHS and, and pause it or, or any of that stuff. So right. the only way you would get to reconfirm about whether you actually saw the knife go in, because the edits are making it, you know, you're completing the edits in your you're completing the movements in your head across the edits right. that you, you swear you see it in, right? So the only way to confirm that is to go back and look at it again. And yeah. mm-hmm. those shots are so incredibly fast, right? It's cut incredibly rhythmically, like it takes over. So like people would go in to try to see if they saw, if they really saw the knife going in, if they really mm-hmm. saw nudity, um, there's no mm-hmm. actual, she's in the shower, but you don't actually see a nipple or a butt crack or anything like that, but you swear that you do. Um, so people would go in again and then, uh, then they probably are just like swept up into it again. I'm like, Oh, Oh God, I forgot to look. Cause even watching these sequences a couple of times, uh, getting ready for these minutes, right. Mm-hmm. Even knowing what the tricks are, you still wince. You still go, yeah. Oh, Oh, Oh. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, it's like like speaking of what you were talking about before, some great acting uh-huh. by Linda Blair here, right? It's one of the more subtle and I think the more realistic reactions of of trying to hold back your expression of pain mm-hmm. or fear, right? Some actors, like they pride themselves on being able to like cry on cue and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? But in real life, people people in real life, they go to great lengths to hold back mm-hmm. tears or hold back how scared they are or, or how angry they are, right? Uh, unless... Uh, it's it's part of like a display that they're trying to communicate, right. right? And actually, in that way, you can sometimes catch people who are or being maybe less genuine, right? right? Like, like if they're trying to manipulate a situation, they might show tears a little bit too early <laughs> or without any effort, right, to right. hold them back, um, which is like you know the natural human thing to do. You instinctively don't want to show vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Unless unless you do, right? Uh, unless you want to want to be like, look how vulnerable I am right now. You can trust me, right? Um, but yeah, as as you were talking, I, I I let my video play and watched her do the entire thing where she's winting through that, and and it, it mm-hmm. triggered something. I had to like take my glasses <laughs> off and like and like like wipe my eyes. It's really really upsetting to watch this little girl, yeah. go through that, and and she's going through the whole thing. Yeah, so as you're describing it, like she's like she's like stealing herself, right? She's like trying not mm-hmm. to not to show how, how much it hurts. Right. Cause mom is there, right. is there mm-hmm. and the doctors are there and you right. know, she doesn't like, she's thinking, she's thinking of other people like right. even as, as this is going mm-hmm. on. Right. So yeah, I, I like this like instinct from Linda to act like it hurts, but also act like she's trying to be brave because everyone's watching. Right. Her mom is watching. So she wants to put on this brave face. Yeah. We're so and close that, on her that mm-hmm. like this reaction is like dependent on like, I mean, we're, it looks like we're feeling her, her neck muscles contracting out of sympathy yes. for the wound, right? Like she, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's she's really figured this out. Like what this is, mm-hmm. it's not just like it's not just in the top of her head. It's a whole body response. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but like, like when I'm watching this, I feel those needles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm like, ooh, ah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so, yeah, we get a close up on the radiologist's uh, face again. Um, again, like no 
credit. It's so weird that he doesn't get a credit, but Bateson does for some reason, even though like I would think this guy has many, has just as many lines, if not more than, um, than, than Bateson. Yeah. Um, One of his the things assistant. I've had trouble finding in like, cause we have had some good resources about a comparison and contrasting between um, the 73 version and the version you've never seen. Um, right. One of the things I'm having trouble finding is like, credit um like what was mm. like did bateson i don't believe bateson had a credit in the 73 version like but on on imdb and in the in the amazon one they credit bateson and i guess it might be just because of his like notoriety notoriety like, yeah. yeah 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 that's what i was that that was like that that can that that's the only reason I can think right. of, right? Like that he went on to do some some other stuff that he yeah. you know, was notorious for. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Like we were like, oh, we don't want to talk about this guy, but it is such a big deal, right? And right. Like, we don't want to. So I don't. I don't necessarily want to like complain about the the companies, either Amazon or um, or IMDb is owned by Amazon now, so I guess it's right, Amazon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as, as but like, I don't necessarily want to criticize them for like noting that this person exists because that's that's interesting historical fact, but. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. kind of icky. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little bit weird, but um, but yeah. So, but like back to this guy, this radiologist, right? Like we don't know his name, but he's looking very seventies in his glasses <laughs> and his sideburns, <laughs> his little mustache, um, and he's got this intense look of concentration. Yeah, it's interesting to like to see that after Linda Blair's, you know, really visceral response that he can be calm. It's it's really unsettling. Again, right. like it's a nice juxtaposition. Yeah, right. what do you want? You don't want him to be like. This is, you know, you don't want it to be so heightened. Like this is the third or fourth one of these he's done today, right? You don't want right, to be like, right. oh, 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 yes, this has to go. But like, yeah, but it's still weird to look at when you're on the outside, right? Right. Um, you don't want him looking like he's making a sandwich or something like that. <laughs> but you also don't want him to be like, oh, okay, all right, this is a big deal for me, right? This is, right, right. it's not, a, we don't want it to be a big deal for him, right? Right. Uh, uh, I yeah. got a good feeling about this one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay. So after this, our mustachioed doctor says, uh, good and then we cut to a table of surgical instruments. We see that the doc has just set down the needle and his hand moves along the table. The camera follows and our doc somehow manages to find the worst thing on that table. Spoilers, it's another needle. Um, <laughs> but it's resting on this little blue napkin amidst two other needles that are like separate from the rest of the implements. And to me, it's just like, oh God, what are those for? Like that they got to separate them from everything else. Yeah, they don't just bring out, hey, bring out all the stuff and I'm going to pick what I'm going to like. These are here because he's going to use them, right? right so right. all of these have their own little nefarious purposes. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 we cut back to his face after he has chosen this particular instrument of torture, um, mm-hmm. and and that's all that shot was for, just to show you all the things we could be sticking mm-hmm. in her neck, um, and what we ultimately decided upon. And now we're back to this guy's face. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says something that I guess is supposed to be innocuous, but like in spite of that, or maybe because of it, it sounds even worse. Mm-hmm. Keenan, what do you think? He says, you're going to feel some pressure. Yeah. And, and when he's going to stick her in the neck with the needle, I don't know, pressure sounds worse than you're going to feel a little sting or a little prick or you know whatever i don't i don't know why pressure sounds worse but it does well geez what is that pressure i mean why would you only feel pressure and not any kind of pain stimulus it's because it's from a part of your body that doesn't have pain normally you don't think about it so it's something in there that hasn't evolved the need to feel and now you're going to feel something there it's attempt to be heard (laughs) and crying out from the darkness saying lester help me i'm your insides oh god Is that you, Pituitary? <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Is he referring to the pressure of his fingers on her neck? Because that's the next thing we see. We like he's pressing down on her neck, uh, I guess, to like prep the skin for the needle, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what, whatever he means by pressure, he follows that up with this very ominous, "Don't move." <laughs> and now we see the needle inching closer and closer to Reagan's neck. Not just any place on her neck. What looks to be the exact puncture wound from before. Mm-hmm. That's the worst part about all of this is the idea of sticking you in the same place <laughs> that they already stuck you. Oh my God. Now, okay, so we, so of course we're focusing on, and when we're watching it as an audience, the needle coming to her puncture wound and we're seeing this gross iodine she has there. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now that we've been thinking about those gloves, I don't know if you can pull this shot of Lester, but okay, okay. these gloves are so tight, you could see the radiologist's fingernail beds. Yes. <laughs> And it looks like he has dirty fingernails. <laughs> Which, of course, he doesn't. He's just brown, right? Right, right, right. But these are such tight freaking gloves <laughs> that we can see underneath them. Gross. Oh, my God. Gross. I don't like no, it. No, not one bit. Uh, <laughs> um, <sighs> my friend uh, my friend just came back. He was it, back home, my, my director friend, and he mm-hmm. – um, he was driving along with his family and he was in the backseat and he had a collapsed lung all of a oh sudden. Oh my God. And his lung collapsed. And it feels, of course, like he, he's, he doesn't know what it is. He's like, I'm having a heart attack. You know, mm-hmm. he's only 30, I guess, 29, yeah, 30. Yeah. And so then they go and, and it turned out to collapsed lung, which is something I just can't imagine. So that's like been his whole life for the past, you know, month dealing with that and like the oh repercussions God. of that. And he's, you know, we're all very interested. Like sometimes we're like, I don't know. Do you want to talk about this? Because I'm sorry if I'm asking questions. Like, no, I want to talk about this. This, yeah. is, this is the whole the whole thing I've been dealing with. Um, and he says, so he goes to a um, the urgent care because they don't know what's going on. And they go to the urgent care and they test him for his heart first because he says, I think I'm having a heart attack. That's right. Like. And then they realize it's not the heart, it's the lungs. Uh-huh. And it is your your right lung has collapsed, so you need to go to a, a real hospital, go to the emergency room. So then they go there and they have to do it all over again, right? Uh-huh. So they have to check his his lungs and they get an X ray there, and they say, okay, yeah, you, yeah, um, you, you, we're clear right now. Um, you know, if this had been a couple months ago during the height of COVID and flu season, like you might have had to wait <laughs> during oh all God. this. Um, but okay, we're going to get you in. We're going to get this um, this procedure on your on your left lung. Mm. And he's all on this. He's all on these drugs or everything. But wait, he has on the his wherewithal. Left exactly. He has the wherewithal to go, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> At the other place, they told me it's my right lung. So before you start cutting in here, <laughs> don't don't open up my left lung. And I was like, oh, you know, they get in there. They're going to figure it out, <laughs> you know, with, real quick. But no, he's like, let's double check. So yeah. then they're like, oh, God. All right. So they went and double check. And then they came back and they're like, it's the left lung at the other place. They had it wrong. And he's like, well, how do you know that? And so at the other place, the, the radiologist assistant had, had flipped the negative. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it just, just like a clerical, you know, kind of error that I'm sure happens every day, you know, that is the, don't the tell place. me that. <laughs> that has never happened before. Oh it's never God. happened that an x-ray has been flipped upside down and then sent in the file that way. Oh it, my it, God. The first time in human history and the only time that's ever happened. Mr. Wilson, it appears that your skeleton is upside down in your body. <laughs> this is a major problem. <laughs> <laughs> your head's down where your feet should be and your, your, your feet's up where your head should be oh my god we gotta operate right away <laughs> mr wilson i don't know how to break this to you but somehow the skeleton of the lady who was in the x-ray machine before you has gone <laughs> into your body <laughs> we can't figure out how that would be we better crack you open and get it out of there we gotta get call this lady her. and get her back yeah <laughs> 
Right. She's somewhere. She's 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 just a bag of skin rolling around somewhere. How'd you get home? Right. God. That is Keenan. I don't know what answer I would prefer like right. if it's like hang on hang on no they said it's the right lung and so they go back and check and it was like oh my god you're so right we it, it is the right <laughs> lung we made a mistake we, your your life is in our hands and we made a mistake i don't know if i like that answer or they're like no it's the left lung and it's mm. like well i don't know what to believe now <laughs> like one of you fucked up well you know they figured it out they got the right, <laughs> right yeah there. they figured it out <laughs> I think it's interesting that he was in so much distress, right? That you can't tell which lung is collapsed, which yeah. is really scary sounding, right? Yes, I mean, yes. totally believe him that he's just like, something is going on in my chest. And like, we we're talking about that. Okay. You're going to hear, feel some pressure in places you've never felt anything before. Right. Right. Like how, you know, you don't have, you don't have nerves that explain to you what's going on with your lungs. Cause normally mm-hmm. nothing ever happens in your lungs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'm a little uh, deflated today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you feel a little deflated, do you? Oh, just a little down. You know, Aww. seasonal affective. I should, yeah. I should just go outside in the sun. <laughs> sure. No, lungs, stay inside. <laughs> stay in there. <laughs> Take this pack of cigarettes with you. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, Keenan, that's that's all I got. Um, is there anything we missed? Not unless you want to hear more uh, medical mistakes that I have. Oh, <laughs> like I need any more anecdotes. I can look do up. I want to hear more? <laughs> I don't think you do. So no. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're sparing you, folks. Um, if, if you want, if you're curious about. Uh, um, you know, just like not being able to, to sleep at night, uh, hearing Keenan tell all these stories, <laughs> write us in to, uh, the exorcist minute at gmail.com. And, uh, and we'll have Keenan tell some more of these, uh, these wonderful bedtime stories, mm-hmm. um, to you in, in upcoming minutes. But, uh, but yeah, for now, folks, this has been another excellent exorcist minute. Uh, I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can catch me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Diaz and you can find me on Instagram and letterbox as howdy Keenan. Yes. And we have a Facebook page for the show, the exorcist this minute so like and follow that for updates and we have a listener group called compelling conversations right come join us and you'll be in here with us right you can post memes and interact with us and uh, and other listeners right that'll be really um really cool we have a really nice community in there uh lastly if you like our show, uh, the best thing you can do uh, for a podcast that's just starting out is to leave a little five-star review, and that'll help us uh, reach more people and uh, we can keep growing this cool community. All right, Keenan, I think that's it. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the, the power, power of Jay Leno, Leno compels you. Yeah. Yeah. Have you heard so, this? Have you yeah, ever seen yeah. this? So I went in for this, uh, you know, this this cardiocephala thing, and they told me my skeleton was upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brandon, Brandon, I said my skeleton was upside down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>